When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. This day of pain, artist formerly known as KD, you know what I mean? We just jumped off the post with Dirty Glove Bastard, you know what I'm saying? So y'all go check out all the interviews, all the exclusive footage, man. And we're going to keep hitting y'all on the head, you know what I'm saying? The realest site on the internet, man, from day one, you feel me? Represent for the real in the, in the streets, you know what I'm saying? I can make it in one my mind. Cause I ride wood and leather All right, Daniel Payne What's good, man? DGB, day one for real, you know what I mean? Day one for real, man, how you been? Oh, yeah, I been good, man, you know what I mean? Steady working, though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, all right, you got a lot of history with DGB, man You performed at our first A3C show in 2011 Our first South by show in 2012 And, uh we knew you as KD back then, yeah. but most recently you changed your name to Daniel Payne. Right. So I want to first off by asking, uh, why did you change the name? I mean, it's 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 a few reasons, you know what I'm saying. So I felt like you know, with 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 time comes change, and with time comes growth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I've been growing, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and kind of changing my outlook on things. And so I thought Daniel Payne would be a good transition into this next phase. Yeah. Plus you on the internet, you know what I'm saying? KD just two two letters, you know what I'm saying? So you type that in, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's for those internet marketing purposes yeah. too. It's just mm-hmm. a lot 
easier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. All right. And being the rap historian that you are, yeah. is there any other rap name change that you can compare this to? Like Titty Boy going to 2 Chains, uh, K-Dot going to Kendrick Lamar, ODB going to Dirt McGurk, yeah, Most yeah. Def, you know, lots yeah. of, is there one that you can compare it to? Yeah, for sure, any of those, man. I mean, uh, what's crazy is that um, I had posted a flyer, you know what I'm saying, from, this was like from 2010, mm. when me and 2 Chains did a show, but the show said, Titty Boy and KD, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> right now he two chains and I'm yeah. Daniel Payne, so I can compare it to that one definitely, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I got you on that. And uh, recently you uh, released a new EP called uh, Third Coast and on Purple Waves. For sure. And so for those who haven't heard it, how does this differ from, uh, from a KD project? I mean, uh, one thing for sure is, you know, I've been living in Houston the past few years, so yeah. I've been, um, taking in those vibes and, and, and that sound and that culture so i think this this was kind of the first project where i just i've been in houston for so long that i i, I recorded this and i put it out it's kind of like an ode to what i've been yeah. on the past few years and then with daniel Payne, you know people always like how i've been singing you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying so i've been trying to make it more 50 50 Okay. Giving you that same shit, yeah. but I'm, I'm hitting you with more melodies, more, you know, more singing, but I'm still hitting you with the bars too, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so kind of just like an extension of KD with the more Houston influences, yeah. more singing on For sure. Alright, and how would you describe the sound of this EP? Is it still country rap tunes? Yeah, I mean, it's still country okay. rap tunes because that's, you know, it's, it's Texas inspired, so yeah. that's where we come, so... You know, I would say it's country rap tunes, but I, my main thing has to be to take that, you know what I mean, and modernize it, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I can say is that I'm taking my, you know, the old sound and modernizing it, you know, how I would picture it being yeah. in 2020, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, that, that's the whole goal with it. Yeah, I got you. And uh, is this the type of sound that fans should expect coming forward from Daniel Payne? Oh, for sure. I mean, this sound coupled with, you know what I mean, some of the old old type of sound and just just those type of vibes, I feel like that set the tone for, for what you're going to see coming forward. That and plus I'm, you know, diving a little bit more into the, 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 the reality of life, how, how I used to, mm -hmm. but just bringing it up to date, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I got you. And uh, you work with DJ Burn one on the uh, Down South Gulf Coasting. For sure. And you guys got a ton of history together. For sure. How and when did you guys first meet up? Man, this is going back. I was like 19 years old. You know what I'm saying? We both around the same age or whatever. And I had I, I had just got in the I had been rapping forever, but I had just got in the studio, and I hooked up with B Flat. You know what I'm saying? And we went in there and we recorded a song called Polo and Nikes, you okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and this was from the MySpace days. I used to be on MySpace <laughs> and Facebook just sending the song out to everybody I could. Yeah. And I sent it to DJ Burn one, and, I, and he had just done Chicken Talk with Gucci. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, sending it to him, and he hit me back like, yo, I love this, you know what I'm saying? Do you have more? And I really didn't have more at the time, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, I stayed in the studio when I came up with the, the Last Man Standing mixtape. Okay. Yeah. And then I thought I thought I was going to blow because he had just did Gucci Chicken yeah. Talk. So where I'm from, that was big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Yeah. So we've been rocking ever since. Yeah. What year was that? Man, this is like 2007. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And uh, I first came across your music on his blog uh, oh. back in probably 2008, uh, Boulevard Street. Yeah. How yeah. important was the internet for your career back then? Yeah, man. I mean, being being where I'm from in Birmingham, yeah. I, I was I, I can say it now. I was one of the first artists from Birmingham to really take advantage of the internet. Where I'm from, it was kind of. Nobody was doing it as far as rap, yeah. but see when I hooked up with DJ Burn when he put me on the blogs uh, yeah. Boulevard Street, I even wrote on there, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Dirty Glove, Bastard, Traps and Trunks, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So many of those, uh, you know, that show love and I, and I learned that internet game and I think that put me um, where I am now as far as people being aware and, you know, building those fans, you know what I'm saying? So, for yeah. sure. And uh, what are your thoughts on the way the younger artists are promoting themselves on the internet these days? It's a lot different than from, you know, how yeah. it was back then where you guys just kind of really just put the music out there. Right. It's like a whole sideshow and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's a sideshow. I mean, it's, it's a lot of competition, you know what I'm saying? So you got to make yourself stand out. I mean, I, I love everything that I'm seeing for the most part. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of fugazi shit. It's a lot of clown shit, but... At the same time, I can't say 10 years ago, if you 16 and you trying to do something, a lot of people crit, a lot of the OGs, they criticize the, you know what I'm saying, the young rappers, but shit, you were probably doing the same shit if you had the internet, you know what I'm saying, at that time. So it's just, they, they trying to be seen, you know what I'm saying? So they doing whatever it takes for them to be yeah. seen. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't, you know what I'm saying? So you don't knock it though, huh? Nah, nah, I don't know. I mean, somewhere you, you see, you, you laugh at it, you be like, but you can't, you can't be mad at it because they, you know what I'm saying, they just doing what today's time call for, yeah. you know what I'm saying. At least they trying. Right? Yeah, 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 they trying though, you feel me? <laughs> Alright, and uh, going back to this new EP, uh, you also worked with a um, longtime producer B Flat on there. For sure. On, uh, Wooden Leather. How would you describe his production sound? Oh yeah, his production sound, he can take you wherever you want to take it. You know what I'm saying? If you want if you want something hard, he can give you that. Yeah. If you want something smooth and laid back, he can give you that. If you want to chop up a sample, he can give you that. If you want to go full R&B, he can do you, give you that. If you want to do gospel. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. He can give you that. He multifaceted. Yeah. I think, you know, me and him had that, that, that working relationship going on so many years that, you know what I'm saying, when, he, when we get in there and we make stuff together, yeah. it's, it's just, it's going to be different. You know what I'm saying? Because he know what, I, what type of sound I, I, I want, time I give him my idea, and I know where he can take it. So it's just like very cohesive, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yep, and along with um, him and Burn One and B. Kirk, they really yeah. helped develop your sound. For real, I'll, I'll do it, like it's the same with him. When it comes to work, communication is key, even if you don't have a writing job. Sounding unconfident, indecisive, or passive aggressive can hold you back professionally and hurt your team's productivity. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions make sure you're always sending the right message. Sound clear and confident in your writing and automatically replace negative leaning language with solution-focused alternatives. With Grammarly's help, you can build stronger relationships at work, be constructive in the face of challenges, and help your team get things done. 
Grammarly works where you do, so your team's projects get done before the deadline. And with features like comprehensive spelling, grammar, and clarity-focused sentence rewrites, Grammarly helps keep your writing efficient and mistake-free. The right tone can move any project forward. Get it just right with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to sign up for free. Then get 20% off when you upgrade to premium. That's 20% off at Grammarly.com slash podcast. Everyone, like, they, they, know, they know when I come with an idea or something, or they come with an idea, they know it's going to fit perfectly. You know what I'm saying? When we do that, you feel me? And uh, so let me ask, what year did you move to Houston from uh, Birmingham? Man, it was like 2015. So okay. I done been there about four or five years now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, hell yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned that move really helped uh, affect your sound, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it's, I mean, I've been, I, I've been had a Houston influence sound, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But just being there and seeing, okay, you, you see, you see, Dudes 17, 18 years old jamming UGK and you know what I'm saying, Lil Kiki and they rhyme on um they rhyme swangers, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's so embedded in the culture, you can't help but you go to the club, they playing Lil Kiki the South Side, yeah. they playing wanna be a baller. So you can't help but, you know what I'm saying, make that a part of your sound and a part yeah. that culture a part of you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely influential, you know. For real. And um um, how would you, how would you describe the differences between the Birmingham rap scene and the Houston rap scene? Yeah, I mean, the biggest scene is I think in Birmingham, you know, a lot of rappers they, you know, it, I'm seeing it now that they they know what to do now. Yeah. But when I was first starting, it was like just cowboy. You know, they didn't understand the entertainment aspect of it. Yeah. They, it, it was like. Um, they just thought, you know, you put a song out there, you gonna blow up, you do a video, you gonna blow up, you know what I'm saying? Nobody had done it before. We we was kind of one of the first ones to do videos, to show people the inside of how Birmingham was and the culture on the internet, you know what I'm saying? But now you got, I saw Lil Soldier, uh, I'm seeing YBN The Mirror, you know what I'm saying? I'm uh, Cinco, you know what I'm saying? I'm seeing them now and it's like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? And they 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 understand it now, and they and it's it's becoming a culture. Yeah. In Houston, um, I would say it's it's so independent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You ain't gotta leave Texas if you don't want to. They not even tripping on coming to Atlanta. They not tripping on going nowhere else. You know what I'm saying? They are they are cool with because you you can you can sell. You know what I'm saying? You can get all your streams. You can get all your shows from Texas. Yeah. So they not even tripping on. Uh, keeping up with the trends of Atlanta uh, or New York yeah. or whatever, they cool in Houston. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Houston so, yeah. definitely. You know, got his own sound. <laughs> For yeah. sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And uh, you mentioned the past that UGK uh, changed your life. Right. Right. How was that? I mean, it was just being. You know, I'm from Alabama. It's country. You know what I'm saying? So they they related to. You know what I'm saying? What we grew up seeing you know what i'm saying they related to the, the lyrics and how they delivered it you know what i'm saying it related to the the lifestyle that we live you know what i'm saying um you know the, the ogs one from that's face and, and ugk that's what yeah. they played so you because they related to it so much you related to them so it related to you too you know what i'm saying so 
just hearing that over and over again, you, it, it was just relating to it, you know what I'm saying? Everything that they saying, the style, the, the, the content, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was relatable to the lifestyle that we lived, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you tweeted recently that Scarface is, uh, you consider him the best rapper ever. Yeah, yeah, Why for sure, that? for sure. I, I mean, just the storytelling, yeah. the, um, just the, the, the rawness, you know what I'm saying? The emotion that he put into it. And I had tweeted the story because I was in Houston at a bar. It just, it just happened to be a bar he was at. I ain't even expecting to be in there. And he was talking to a chick or whatever. I just went up to him, bought him a drink, man, told him and the girl, I was like, he the GOAT, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To me, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, so to me, he the greatest, you know what I mean? Yeah, all right, and one of the main things I really like about you, KD, um, is uh, you, you're not afraid to speak your mind. You For know? sure. So uh, you recently um, tweeted out that you wish someone would call T.I. out <laughs> for this trap museum, considering all the negatives that come with the trapping culture. Can you expand on that a little bit? For sure. I mean, I mean, I it, it, when the Kodak Black shit happened, you know, I felt like T.I. called him out. But I'm like, why? You, you, you know what I'm saying? You, how is Kodak 20, 21 years yeah. old? He just speaking what a young nigga speak, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, he on live. Maybe he shouldn't have been on live, but mm. I'm sure that conversation was had by niggas everywhere you know what i'm saying so ti being if he claimed he from you know what i'm saying from them type of vibes you know how niggas speak yeah why you calling them out you know what i'm saying and and then the trap museum i haven't been personally i but i seen college kids nothing wrong with going to college go to college please but they in the suburban kids they ain't never seen a brick ain't never seen no type of drugs they end up taking pictures on Instagram with fake bricks and fake trap houses, glorifying some shit that they don't know nothing about. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's niggas out here paid dudes, lost their life. They, whether jail or, or death, you know what I'm saying? Behind this shit, and it's a whole mu museum catered to it. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's just my questions about it. Why I'm here, I might try to go just so I can see for myself so I can't criticize it, but it seemed like you were glorifying some shit that I've seen with my own eyes that's been destructive, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And if you seen that too, why would you put that out there with these folks that ain't never seen, you know what I'm saying? They ain't never seen over, a, they ain't never seen an eight ball. They ain't never seen, you know what I'm saying? None of this shit, yeah. but they in, there, they in there taking pictures and you know what I'm saying, behind jail bars when a lot of us got locked up because of this system, you know what I'm saying? That was my whole thing from it. And then I ain't gonna call T.I. for, I ain't even gonna go there with the, with the, the one, five, with the four, four, five, seven, I ain't even gonna go over there with the tip shit, you know what I'm saying? But that was in the past, he had to do what he had to do. But you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's kind of fugazi to me, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But T.I. OG, you know what I'm saying? I grew up on T.I. music. I love his music, you know what I'm saying? But that's just how I felt about it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You just felt like he was kind of just wrong for calling out uh, Kodak? Yeah, yeah. It seemed like he was clout chasing, you know what I'm saying? You feel me? Like, it seemed like if I, if I, if I ain't know nothing about the situation, it seemed like he was really the one trying to protect and get at Lauren London, you know what I'm saying? So let, let that shit go how it go, you know what I'm saying? You know, but it just is what it is. Yeah. Nah, I got you. <laughs> All right, let me ask you, what's the current state of country rap tunes right now? I mean, as far as country rap tunes, how, how it 
uh, where it came from is it's evolved into so many different things. You know what I'm saying? Like it evolved into the trap. You know what I'm saying? That was the origin. It evolved into the trap, and now it's it, it's evolved into uh, it's really evolved into pop culture because you got people like you know rap is pop now especially southern rap is yeah. pop now you know the amigos they consider pop kodak is considered pop you know what i'm saying so it's crazy that that's where we at you know what i'm saying and i think the 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 what i what i think needs to you see a lot of artists doing it you know what i'm saying they putting a live in, instrumentation in it you know what i'm saying they adding the the har harmonies and the melodies into it so it's still there yeah. you know what i'm saying but being in texas they still love that. That's yeah. what they want to hear. Young, old, you know what I'm saying? So it, I think, you know what I'm saying? I had a, um, I had a. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Conversation. I, it was with a, a known Houston producer. When I when I first moved there, I was like, what's going on with, you know, he's like, all somebody needs to do is take the, you know what I'm saying? The, the, he was talking about Houston. Though. He was take, talking about Texas. Take that original sound and mix it with the modern sounds and that would be the next wave because you know so that's what I, i'm trying to do now you know what i'm saying because yeah. that's the type of music i came up making so that's why i'm going into the singing you know what i'm saying putting that live them live instruments you know what i'm saying into it so still using the samples but you know what i'm saying doing doing other things bringing that musical element because i feel like what Pimp C said, he was like, if we don't stop, this is going to go to the West Coast. When he did that ATL interview 10 years ago, mm -hmm. and I feel like the West Coast, this is, the South still running the game, yeah. but as far as like that, that, that real, getting that respect for that real music, that's Kendrick, that's Nipsey, R.I.P., you know what I'm saying, J-Rock, um, all, the, all the folks at TDE, you know what I'm saying, they getting that Mozzie, you know what I'm saying, they making that real shit and that real music, and they getting that love. So I feel like it's, it, what he said came true to a certain extent, you know what I'm saying? But we just gotta, we just gotta come and bring that realness back, you know what I'm saying? And what artists and producers would you say are really helping push forward country rap tunes right now? Um, I would say as far as producers and artists, I mean, you got Ellie Dollar, you got Big Crit. Um, you know what's crazy is that I, I like Tay Keith a lot, you know what yeah. I'm saying? His his shit is is like that OG Memphis shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, but you know what? That that 21 Savage song a lot. I remember yeah. I had tweeted about that. I was like, that was the same shit I did on G Fluid, you know what I'm saying? Just those soul samples, but talking yeah. street shit and lyricism in one song. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that that sound was kind of, you know what I mean? In, in fact, for it to be so big like it was, yeah. I feel like that 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 fit the mold of what you know what I'm saying. What what that culture is about. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So yeah, for sure. I, I, so just just right there, I would say those those are some of the people that I see. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it forward. You know what I mean? Yeah.
What about little Nas X? Where does he? Oh hell yeah! I you know what you know what's so crazy? I, on Twitter, I seen somebody say um, it was about time somebody mixed country and trap. I was like, shit, <laughs> that's that, that's been do, been done. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That whole sound. But it, I love that song though, you know what I'm saying? It's it's they need to put somebody from Texas on there. They need mm. to put Bun B on there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just cause I it, it fits so perfectly in Atlanta. It fits so perfectly in Alabama. It fits so perfect around down in Texas, you know what I'm saying? So they need to make that a, a, a down south OG classic, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Put do it a remix, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the, the being removed from the country music charts? <laughs> Man, they, you know, I, I feel why they did it, you know what I'm saying? They, they like, this ain't country, this ain't, this is rap. But shit, they, if, if he considered himself to be country, then they should keep it up there, you know what yeah. I'm saying? If he considered himself to be country, if that's the genre that he wants to make, yeah. you know what I'm saying, keep him up there. But I think rap, it's got so big right now, we need genres, you know what I'm saying? Just like you got alternative rock, classic yeah. rock, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we need genres now. We need, you know what I mean? We need West Coast rap. We need, we need, uh, I, it's so much rap out there. We need yeah. pop rap. We need, uh, you know what I mean? Classic rap. We need all those genres in rap, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. Now, what about some of this music coming out of Baton Rouge, like NBA Youngboy? Oh, you know what? How did I forget about <laughs> that? I, I, Baton Rouge. Man, you know, NBA Youngboy, because it was, it was an older dude, you know, a lot of the OGs, well, they're OGs now, he, he was like, man, I, don't, I had a conversation with him, he was like, man, they just, in their mind, he young, so they like, um, I don't like NBA Youngboy, I don't like what he stands for. I was like, bro, if you can listen, he, I said, if you know BG, if you listen to Bootsy, if you listen to all, that's what he is, you know what I'm saying? He he doing that in a new in a new way. So I was like, if you grew up and you listen to that, you can listen to NBA Youngboy. Because, yeah. I mean, the, the, the pain and the soul and the instrumentation that he got in his music is, is, is classic country rap, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To be honest, you know, it was a dude, Mo, that I heard. Is it M-O-E, Mo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard it. it was a song. It came out like a year. I played that song nonstop. I think it was called And I. And I was like, this is, is he from Baton Rouge? I don't know. But Yeah, I'm not too sure if he's from Baton Rouge or Dallas. Dallas oh, okay. But but that was country rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yellow Beezy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. that at the end of the day, that's country rap. But, yeah. all, but all that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Alright, and uh, you also recently tweeted that if you're not making music for women or white people, <laughs> you're not going to make any money. What hey, do you mean by that? <laughs> hey, for real though, I mean, I going so long, you know what I'm saying, I had, I had concentrated on the people where I'm from, the, the, the niggas where I'm from, you know what I'm saying, Birmingham. But then I started doing market research, you know what I'm saying? And me being in Houston all these years, I'm going to every concert. That's why I ain't really been dropping shit. I've been going to every concert, going around, seeing what people fucking with in the streets. You know what I'm saying? And what I found out is the, the women is what's making hip-hop go to where it's going. You know what I'm saying? That feminine energy. You got all these female rappers now. They making this shit go. So I'm going to a show. You go to the Lil Baby show. It's at the club. 
but the girl's in there, but the dudes is in there because the girl's in there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, if you making music that they going to come out for, the dude's going to come out too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then even on, you know what I'm saying, you can make songs that only dudes want to hear and it's catered to what, what we thinking. But at the same time, we ain't, we ain't really finna go out and... Spend, you know what I'm saying? It's some of us will go. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, if ain't gonna be no hoes there, we ain't gonna go. That's just the bottom line. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I realized when you're doing these shows, and I'm like, damn, certain rappers, they might be funny, or they might have make a certain song that the girls like. You know what I'm saying? And they in there, they the ones buying shit, buying merch. Yeah. I, I, I go to these shows, I'm like, damn, they buying merch, you know what I'm saying? And I said the white people, because, you know what I'm saying, they buying merch, they doing this shit, and niggas, we want to hate on, hate on this shit. We're going to find a way to hate on the nigga, you know what I'm saying? That's just the honest truth. We're going to say, oh, okay, this nigga, you know what I'm saying, he got these hoes liking him, he, he making, he doing what I want to do, because all of us want to be rappers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? So, they going to hate, so that's just, that's what I seen, and I was like, that's real, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right, let me ask you, what does Dirty Club Bastard mean to you? Hey, man, that's, that's everything, man, because so it, that was a lot of great memories, bro, like um, doing that A3C show, you know what I'm saying? Doing that, you know what I'm saying, when I was coming up in the game and being that, you know what I'm saying, they, they gave, gave a platform for, for the artists in the streets, you know what I'm saying, on the internet. The street artists on the internet, as I as I should say, that they weren't getting that because the internet for a while it was they was just putting corny shit on the on the blogs. You know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't you couldn't be a street rapper in the blog show you no love. You go to the south to South by you go to A3C. If your shit street, you would scan people. You know what I'm saying? But DGB, they brought it. You know what I'm saying? DGB brought it to where, okay, it gave that voice. And now that's the dominant force in hip hop. A lot of people don't give DGB that credit, but they was the ones putting, putting this music on the internet, putting this content, going into the places that didn't nobody else want to go. I remember, shout out to Spitty Wheel, he came to Birmingham, came to the West Side in 2011 and saw, he wanted to see what I was rapping about, the neighborhoods I was rapping about on G Floyd, you know what I'm saying? So they came into them places nobody else wanted to go, so that's what DGB mean to me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's real. All right, what else you got working on right now? Man, I got, um, I'm gonna come with, I just dropped third closing on Purple Ways. Mm -hmm. I got the full EP coming. Um, four songs that start with E, you know what I'm saying? Then I got five points. That's I've been working on with DJ Burn One, Walt Rob, and Ricky. All these recorded. We just mixing and perfecting. Then I got six in the morning. So that's three, four, five, six in the morning. That's the album. So I'm just trying to build up to that, you know what I'm saying? So the six in the morning is, is, it's like a dedication to where I've been at in Houston. Just some of that, some of these songs from these EPs will be on the album, yeah. and then it's gonna be newer. So it's like you know, just a dedication to that culture that I've been living in. Then I'm doing like a R&B album too. You know what I'm saying? I I, I have been experimenting, singing and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I didn't got enough songs. That I was like, shit, I can do that too. You know what I'm saying? And then after that. 
the plan is to uh i'm gonna go back and do my original shit i'm gonna drop an album called the purple onion which is you know what i'm saying a dedication to birmingham so yeah. i'm gonna do all these all, all, all this music is pretty much recorded okay we just working on the marketing the promo yeah. trying to you know rebrand and get get everything where it's at because i i didn't try to go through a rebranding you know what i'm saying over the last few years and just doing market research seeing what's going and now i'm hopping back out here finna drop you know what I'm saying? Finna, finna do it like, you know what I'm saying? I did it before, but just try to do it on another level. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, when sure. do you plan on dropping that next one, the 480? It could be any day now. I just, yeah. we just did two videos in Birmingham okay. yesterday. You know what okay. I'm saying? Well, the, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. we recorded two videos. So, the third coaching in Purple Waves out now, and I got the, the slowed and chopped version with Slim K. Okay. Dropping okay. any day now on um, right. for that, and then um, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot a video. I'm gonna drop a video product for wood and leather mm. for that soon, and then uh, going forward the four EP, you might see at the end of May, beginning of June, and then the five points. Um, we gonna drop that probably. It's it's some summertime shit, yeah. just ride shit with me and DJ Burn one. That's gonna be that's for the summer. And then six in the morning, whenever I, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, that's ready, yeah. we're going to drop that too. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, all that shit coming. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, man. Just keep riding with me, man. I know uh, I, I just just want to let everybody know it's some real shit coming soon. You know what I'm saying? For To represent for the for the people who feel like that music for them ain't been represented for it's it's a lot of new shit, a lot of new waves coming soon, man. And y'all stay bumping this real shit, man. And um, you know, keep the culture going forward, you know what I'm saying? Never backwards, you feel me? Yeah. Then you can ride like me. And I know you then you can ride like me. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.